Security reporter Adriana Cardona Magigal. I'm in Harrison Park in Chicago's Pilsen neighborhood. This time of year, every Thursday, a group of dancers gather to rehearse a traditional Mexican dance, la danza Azteca. Me interesó is that I saw people dancing. Chicago is a city that loves to dance. In a place with so many immigrants, people keep traditional dances like la danza alive. But Chicago has also seen the creation of new dances, dances that often combine traditions or are updated with modern flavors. I'll be back to talk more about La Danza Azteca. But first, you'll hear from our former reporter, Monica Eng, as she explores four dances created in Chicago. That's coming up. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. It's time for the percolator. This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. This WBEZ podcast is supported by Ravinia, with over 100 concerts under the stars this summer, including Daryl Hall and Elvis Costello, Nora Jones with special guest Mavis Staples, the Beach Boys with special guest John Stamos, Shaggy and TLC, Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, the Chicago Symphony Orchestra, and more. Their 30-acre park is nestled in a gently wooded area. Bring your own picnic or eat at one of the park restaurants. Tickets available now only at ravinia.org. One more clap. Bus stop, please. One, two, left, right, one, two. Ooh, hi there. I'm WBZ reporter Monica Eng, and you've just caught me practicing my moves as we get ready to dive into one of the grooviest Curious City questions ever. It comes from a couple of teens we met while collecting questions at the library. They didn't leave their names, but they did leave us this really great question. Have any dances ever been invented in Chicago? My search for answers sent me waltzing all over town. And in the process, I learned a few new things. First, the dance moves have come from all over the city, showcasing once again Chicago's cultural diversity. Second, some of these dances have spread across the globe. But many of their inventors, or at least folks who were there when the dances began, they're still around and happy to talk about them. Third, Chicago's hatched so many famous dances, I can only get to a fraction here. So I went to explore four different dances from four different eras. First up, Chicago in the 1950s. That's when a new style of polka music was shaping a new style of polka dancing. At the time, the city was bursting with Polish polka musicians like Lil Wally Jagiello. His polka songs sent couples skipping and hopping all over the dance floor to hits like No Beer in Heaven. In heaven there is no beer. That's why we drink it here. 
Lil Wally has since passed on, but his longtime trumpet player is still playing polka music today. My name is uh, Dan Ptak, P-T-A-K. It's a Polish name, and translated into English, it's bird. And uh, my nickname was The Bird. They, they called me The Birdman. <laughs> we met The Birdman at a monthly breakfast for polka veterans. Here, he recalled a time when Chicago's Division Street was still called Polish Broadway. Every block had three or four taverns. Every tavern had a polka band. And after World War II, I mean, you couldn't move on Division Street on a weekend. But the bar owners, they started to notice something. This traditional fast polka music was exhausting the dancers. And longtime polka promoter Patrick Henry says this became a problem. By the end of a few dances, they'd be too tired and be going home. And it wasn't a good thing for the bar owner, seriously. They wanted them to hang around and drink. So he says little Wally thought up a solution to save the day. Wally had this kind of epiphany, I think, that let's slow it down. And let's let the people enjoy a longer evening rather than throw out all their energy and then, you know, be done. This slower beat would come to define how Chicagoans played and danced to polka. But when bands like Little Wally's took the new sound on the road, Patek's crowds were, well, a little confused. And the people would just stand there and look at us. They didn't know what to do. So we had to teach them how to do the Chicago-style polka. This Chicago-style polka took advantage of the extra space between beats. Couples would add a little bounce or extra hop to their step. The dance style was immortalized by Lil Wally's song, Chicago is a polka town. So was Chicago's polka hop just about selling more beer? Sounds plausible to me, but either way, it produced a style that stuck and put some extra bounce in the step of polka dancers everywhere. Next up, Chicago in the 1970s. That's where the dancing world saw the birth of a romantic couple's dance. It evolved out of an earlier groove, but this version came with turns and more complicated footwork. It's called Steppin'. We recently stopped by a stepper set at the legendary 50-yard line nightclub. It's in Chatham on the south side. And there we met with a guy who says he first coined the term Steppin. Sam Chadman. I actually am a retired CTA bus operator. All I do is DJ and promote various events around the city of Chicago. Chapman says he came up with the name because dancers could sometimes look like they were just strolling side by side. But to longtime stepper Connie Hill, it looks more like... Like ballroom dancing, but it's a little jazzier. It's a little smoother. It's a little something that you can do forever. She and Chapman say that the smoother style lets people dance longer and even smell sweeter by the end of the night. Well, I have an expression that you come to a stepper set smelling good and leaving smelling good and looking good. You go to one of those... Hip-hop parties, they sweating, perspiring, et cetera, et cetera. You don't do that at a stepper set. But just because the dance is easy on the bones, it doesn't mean it's easy to do. I watched all night, and I still couldn't figure it out. But ladies who can, Chapman says they're in high demand at these events. If they can dance, the guys are going to dance with you. Now, if you can't dance, you got a problem. You know, well, I'm just saying, they're going to dance with you one time, but they ain't coming back. So what's a typical stepper song? Chapman says you can step to anything, from the R&B sounds of Mary Wilson and Beyonce to the country tunes of Eddie Rabbit and Chris Isaac. Because the most important thing is the mood. 
set by bands like The Temptations and Smokey Robinson and Dramatics and Dead Midler. And if you listen to Stepper's music, 99% of the lyrics are about love and relationships. the admittedly aging crowd that comes out to Stepper Sets. Hill says the scene remains strong across the country and right here in its hometown. Any day of the week, you can find somewhere to go stepping. You really can. Now let's jump to the late 90s in Chicago's Latino community. That's where a strange hybrid of northern Mexican polka sounds met military band horns and 80s synthesizers. The music's called Duranguense, which literally means from the state of Durango. But what's up with the name if the music was invented here? The only reason we named it Duranguense, not Chicagense, was because the original members, we were all from the state of Durango. That's Jose Luis Terrazas. He founded the band Montes de Durango, which helped forge the Duranguense sound. And in the early 2000s, he got an idea of matching the sound with popular old music covers. And I went to Durango and I started looking for old songs and I found a, a song called Camino Tepehuanes. The combination turned out to be a huge hit, blowing up first in the U.S., then Mexico, then much of Latin America. But it was more than just music. The Duranguense craze came with its own look. Giant cowboy hats with blinged-out guayabera button-down men's shirts. Plus, a really sexy dance called the Pasito Duranguense. It's kind of like dancing merengue, uh, but to a polka. Got that? It had the hip-grinding and marching of merengue set to a bouncy polka beat. Terrazas is happy to take credit for the music, but when it comes to these dance moves, he gives all the props to the fans. You know, we started seeing people dance like that, and we started imitating them on stage, and then the other people started imitating us, and it was kind of like a Forrest Gump thing. Yep, the whole craze came from the band, copying a few fans on the dance floor, and then thousands in the audience thinking the musicians were demonstrating some kind of official new dance. The dance got even hotter when the band flew a Chicago couple to Miami to demonstrate it on the variety show Sabado Gigante. But one of the coolest things about the Pasito is you don't really need a partner to dance it. And this has been a boon for certain shy dudes at their shows. And if it wouldn't have been, you know, you know, for that Pasito Duranguense, they'd probably be in a corner drinking beer, you know, and listening to the music. And Chicago would still be missing from the Latino dance pantheon. Okay. The Pasito Duranguense is really popular. But our next dance blows just about every other dance out of the water. It's a party line dance with instructions so clear that just about anyone can do it. Cha-cha, real smooth. Yep, it's the cha-cha slide. A line dance invented right here in Chicago, and Englewood to be exact, by the well-known radio DJ, the ever-friendly... DJ Casper. But believe it or not, the cha-cha slide was never supposed to be a dance. Instead, Casper wrote it for his nephew's step aerobics class in the late 90s. But every time he went to the dance club, people would say, hey, let's do that dance you have. And I was like, what dance? And they were like, the cha-cha slide. So that's how it all started out as an aerobic exercise and then moved on to a dance. And from there, the street picked it up and then WGCI picked it up. 
and then Universal Records picked it up from there. From there, the song was picked up by party DJs who played it at sporting events, weddings, bar mitzvahs, and celebrations everywhere. But some of the places it's gone have even surprised Casper. I looked online um, on YouTube and seen they had the Cuban inmates doing the cha-cha slide. I was like, wow, I've never been to Cuba, but I, I think I need to go there. There's something waiting for me in Cuba. Cha-cha now, y'all. Still, Casper hasn't been resting on his cha-cha laurels. In the last decade, he's cranked out even more wildly popular line dances. These include the pimp walk, Cupid shuffle, the wobble, and his latest, the diva slide. Divas! So what's going to be the next Chicago dance? It could be percolating right now in some hot suburban basement or sweaty nightclub of this toddling town. And yes, that nickname comes from yet another bouncy couple's dance. It's called the Toddle, and it was born right here in Chicago a hundred years ago. Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. That was Curious City's former reporter, Monica Eng. She now reports for Axios. She originally reported that story with Catherine Nagasawa. Coming up... La Danza Azteca. On State Street, that great street, I just want to say, they do things they don't do on Broadway. Think on your feet for our Fast and Curious 5K, a -a one-of-a-kind race hosted by WBEZ and the Chicago Sun-Times on Saturday, July 27th at Humboldt Park. More info and early bird registration at wbez.org slash events. Our listeners often ask us about the Pilsen neighborhood on Chicago's Lower West Side. The neighborhood has traditionally been a place where many Mexican immigrants have settled. And I want to tell you about a special performance when the essence of this community shines. Every Thursday evening in Pilsen, as long as it's warm, about 20 dancers, including kids, gather near the playground at Harrison Park. Some wear bandanas, others strap rattles to their ankles. They're there to rehearse a traditional native Mexican dance. It's La Danza Azteca, the Aztec dance, a prayer in motion dedicated to Mother Earth. It's a way to meditate and stay connected with nature. Sergio Abraham Flores leads the dance rehearsals each week. His group is called Huehuecoyot. He says la danza is a representation of the universe, a small version of it here on Earth. We place the heart at the center, he says, pointing at a red cloth underneath oranges, bananas, water, a seashell instrument and burning incense. The heart contains the four elements, earth, wind, water, and fire. The drums, he says, represent the beating of the heart, and participants dance around it in a circle. Sergio lives in Indiana with his partner and kids. Last summer, they started these rehearsals in Pilsen. Many dancers, he says, live in or around the neighborhood. 
They present la danza in lots of other places, but this rehearsal has been drawing neighbors each week since the dancers first came to this park. A bunch of kids came to watch us dance, their parents and other residents too, he says. He points to Maria Teresa Janito, an older woman with a cane who's there almost every week, trying to follow the steps. It relaxes me, Maria Teresa says. I forget about problems. My daughter sits me here, but I just want to move my feet and dance. De mover los pies de Me interesó es that I saw people dancing. That's Axel Becerril. He's 10. He saw the dancers at the park last summer on his way to swimming lessons. He was mesmerized by the movements, the drums. And I thought it was a type of tradition that people dance. But for me, I didn't know that time. I just thought it was just about joy. Axel lost track of the dancers during the winter. When he and his mom found them again at a local community center, Axel ran to hug Sergio. Yo llegué a la práctica un día y llegó él corriendo, me vio, me dice, "You!" He runs and gives me a hug. Sergio says he knew Axel wasn't hugging only him. He was excited to find the dancers, the drums, to be back in his circle. Axel, his sister and mom are now dancers with the group. He loves playing the drums. That's why practicing at Harrison Park is so important to Sergio. Many children and parents hanging out there come from Mexico, he says. They're drawn to the smell of the incense, the drums, the dance. That's a way to hold on to ancestral identity and spend a relaxing evening in summer. Curious City is supported by the Conant Family Foundation. The show is produced by Joe DeSoe and Jason Mark. Kate Cahan and Jesse Dukes edit the show. Maggie Sivit is our digital and engagement producer. And I'm Adriana Cardona Magigat. Thanks for listening. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR. Thanks for listening to the news live on WBEZ and NPR. The WBEZ stream sounds great in the kitchen on your smart speaker and anywhere on the WBEZ app. Listen every day.